0: So we have Phil coming on next. You want to go ahead and introduce him, Alan?
1: Why am I always the one to introduce Phil? Only you just because... have the most
0: history with the fella.
1: I've known him for 40-something years. So, yes, he. we used to live together. We're, he actually, I said, Phil, how do you just get up there in front of an audience and speak? He says, it's just like this. You open your mouth and it just comes. Right, Mr. Phil? Dr. Phil? <laughs> That's right, Alan. It's good That's to right see I'm you right. again. No, we do have a history. I was the best man at your You're wedding. Right. Don't forget that. And That's right. I, I And you usually show a copy of my book, but you don't have to have it. But you lost that copy. No, got it. I should have
2: it around somewhere. People are, I, people need to start using their imaginations more. So here it is. Making You're you so The realities of extraterrestrial something or other. Anyway, Phil, I'm happy
1: you're here with us. It's always um, an evolution. What are you talking about today?
0: Take take us beyond UFOs.
2: Thank you. Beyond UFOs. Well, let's talk about why contact is so important these days. Um, Can I share the screen?
1: Uh, You should be able to. Yes.
2: Okay. Let's talk about a greater context here to understand why it's so important that we understand the true nature of of contact. Many things that Geraldine was talking about, I tell you, I love to follow, I'll follow Geraldine anywhere. She was just amazing. All of your speakers, we really do have something to add to the mix. And it's very important that everybody watching right now, listening in, know that you have a place in this, know that you're here by design, and there is a design, there is a design to the original immortal angelic human, we were created for a purpose, we were created for very, very special purposes, and the reason we're moved now to come together, to be together, that we consider ourselves stellar kin, or even just birds of a feather, or these types of things, by the way, just a little footnote, I literally woke up Three minutes and twenty nine seconds ago, you can ask Neil. I mean, not that he was right there, but uh, I uh, I'm just so you don't excited. have to tell us the details. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I want to you know I wanna, I want you to hear it from the horse's mouth. Okay. There's a, there's a reason here that we're so moved to understand the true nature of contact and really beyond contact beyond disclosure, really understanding uh, certainly at this critical juncture in our tenure here as embodied souls, who we are, where we come from, why we're here, what our purpose is, what the evolutionary path of human consciousness is. Well, this is a big piece of it. We are in the middle, and I know Geraldine, you mentioned uh, the year 2042, very, very important. This was one of the first uh, charts, I think it was in one of our first chart packs that we talked about the opening of the seven seals this is earth's seven primary vortices Their opening and closing schedules all right what's happening on this planet now we know this as a stellar bridge or a stellar activation cycle which means it's an alignment of interdimensional stargates and one of the names for those interdimensional stargates is the templar we have a set of stargates portals, gates, passageways, stargates. On on the Earth, at the Earth's core, there's a very, very important stargate called the Halls of Amenti, the Flame of Amenti. Some people call them St. Peter's Gates, uh, the Heavenly Gates. Here's the thing, that at certain times, maybe about every, uh, in time cycles, in about every 26,000 years, there is an alignment. I won't say it's a vertical alignment of these interdimensional stargates, but there is an alignment of these stargates. And through these stargates, which are basically black and white holes, when you want to get when consciousness wants to move from one dimension to another, or one universe to another, you project your consciousness through sets of black and white holes. We all know about the black holes, it's a contracting vortex, it's a magnetic vortex. And a lot of people think that's the end of the story. Well, it's not. At the midpoint of every black hole or when you get into the black hole, you change polarity and you go out the electrical white hole, just like our chakras, just how the chakras work. You go in the black hole, out the white hole, in the black hole, out the white hole. This is how consciousness moves, all right? Through time, through space, let's say. Now, we're in a a time cycle now what people call the shift of the ages, an ascension cycle, which is technically called a stellar bridge. You have a bridge, you have an alignment, not vertical, but it is an alignment, an energetic alignment of these interdimensional stargates, okay? And through these stargates, frequency from the higher dimensions, from the higher universes, is coming into the earth and coming into us. And it's very important, everybody watching right now, listening in right now, to to understand that when we talk about frequency, and Alan, when we talk about frequency, yes, we're talking about energy, but we're also talking about consciousness. Everything is consciousness. We live in seas of consciousness, but much of that consciousness hasn't taken shape in our world, how it takes shape in our world, in our lives, in our holograms is through our power of thought. Everything exists, but in a state of potential creation in the void, let's say, which is what the Black Madonnas in a way represent. With our power of thought, with our God-given power of thought, we can begin to shape that consciousness, which in its natural state is not shaped has no form. Wallace Waddles, all the new thought authors, all the sources that we know, we understand today is the law of attraction, talk about the unformed substance. It is the void that God, that mind is still. It's in a sort of not a dynamic phase, it's in sort of not an active phase. With our power of thought, we can invoke from the void that which is formless and give it form with our thoughts this is why we have to be especially in these days of mass contact and a lot of us are being contacted a lot of us are the contactors we are the ones in a way that are trying to make contact with others of like minds okay we 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 literally invoke from the void, that which is formless, and we begin to give it form with our thoughts. The thoughts take the shape of their creator, of their origin. It's like the genie. Remember, the genie has to fulfill the thought. It doesn't judge it. Thoughts don't judge themselves, and they certainly don't judge their source. They don't judge their origin. So for example, if you have a negative thought, this is very important for everyone to understand. That thought doesn't judge itself. It doesn't judge its origin, doesn't judge its source, doesn't judge us. It's it's, it's, it has to fulfill that thought. So that negative thought has one purpose and it's to help manifest the most negative experiences in your life, okay? Every thought, the master key, Charles Honnell, the master key, every thought is impelled by its nature to objectify itself in, or in, in an objectivity. It has no choice. So, we need to be much more responsible with these thoughts now since we're being called on. The best parts of ourselves are being called on to come together now to try to fulfill our true evolution, evolutionary paths. Now, again, so we're in a time cycle now, it usually happens every 26,000 years, that these stargates line up and higher frequency energy consciousness is streaming through these stargates onto the earth and through our bodies. For that to happen, you have to open up the seven seals. Now the seven biblical seals, this is what I think John in his revelation is talking about, beloved St. John. The chakras are always open, but there are frequency seals over these chakras. And this is why many people and groups go to these areas. These are, at least my reckoning, many people's reckoning of the Earth's seven primary vortices, their opening and closing schedules. So again, as you can see here, the stellar bridge alignment, this is an interdimensional alignment of interdimensional stargates, starting with the sun and the Earth. The sun, Sol, is a fourth dimensional stargate. Then it will it will come together with, line up with the Pleiades, Alcyone, the central sun of the Pleiadian system, that's fifth dimensional. Then Sirius, I think it's uh, Rabazad, I think is a uh, Syrian central sun. Then the arc, that's six dimensional. So see, when we talk about Pleiades, when we talk about Syrian star systems, yes, they do exist in our three dimensional universe, but they also exist in higher harmonics. So when people basically talk about Pleiadians, They're talking about fifth dimensional races. Sirius, sixth dimensional races. Sirius A, Sirius B. Uh, uh, Arcturus, seventh dimensional. Orion, eighth dimensional. Andromedan, ninth dimensional. And the Cradle of Lyra, or Lyra, 10th, 11th, and 12th dimension. 10th dimension is Lyra Vega. And I don't want to... uh, Get on anybody's wrong side here but the vegans are not necessarily vegan you know alan it's it's really true the 10th dimensional vegan of course the meat have, vegan. have you had their
1: chicken soup phil i'm kidding
2: higher frequency remember that old joke uh she's uh standing at uh, the woman standing at her husband's grave right it says give him some chicken soup give him some chicken soup guy says madam and wouldn't help she goes "Wouldn't height okay anyway okay I'm a little rusty in my old jewish humor yiddish humor okay maybe you can maybe you can uh tutor me a little bit anyway i love you alan he is he's still the best if i were to get married again you would still be the best man
1: oh thank you well you already are married so we'll anyway go ahead continue okay, okay. We're in the so, middle of vortex changing we're talking about
2: here and i know here in um in um, Singapore, if you're Islamic, of the Islamic faith, you can have four wives. I just have four wives, but she has four distinct personalities. But okay, here we go. Now, okay,
1: thanks Saint for sharing.
2: John, uh, it was interesting that on the Isle of Patmos, when he was exiled, Saint John, beloved, uh, he had his revelation revel- revelation in that cave. Do you know what grows for the people at have been or haven't been to the Isle of Padmos. Do you know what grows wild on the Isle of Padmos? Probably the most potent psychedelic, psychoactive substance on the planet, the fly agaric, the Amanita mushroom. So I'm sure if your staple of your diet is the Amanita muscaria, you're gonna have lots of visions. I would love to bring a group, maybe next year the year after, to, to Padmos, do some shrooms and just get our own revelations. Well, here it is. These are the frequency seals. Thank you very much. The stellar bridge alignment (laughs) infuses Earth with progressively higher dimensional wave spectra. Now it causes the seals of Earth's seven primary vortices to progressively open. So as you can see, as each vortex opens, the dimensional wave spectra associated with that vortex begins running through Earth's electromagnetic fields. This is what's raising the particle pulsation rhythm of everything on the planet. And this is where you're getting periods of time acceleration and dimensional blending that's affecting everything on the planet. So basically, more or less, the chakras are always open, but the seals, there are seals over the chakras that have their opening and closing schedule. It's like, if you want to get to the present, you've got to open up the untie the ribbon first. Now, the first one is located at the Painted Desert in Arizona. This started its opening cycle in late 87. See, this was a lot of what the harmonic convergence was about. A lot of this was in the Mayan information, Bishop Landa. A lot of these people, hold on, I got to put the charger on knew about this, knew about the foundation for the law of time, um, knew about this, we did a lot of lectures and presentations together, Jose Arguez um, knew much of this information that a lot of it was about the Earth's vortices beginning or the frequency seals over the Earth's vortices beginning to open. This is an essential component of the ascension cycle we're in now, the stellar bridge. Now the Native Americans out there, they know that it's not Sedona. Sedona is a very, very powerful vortex. You can access the Painted Desert through Sedona pretty easily, but they know out there that the Painted Desert is, the major vortex. Now that started in its opening cycle in late 87, a lot of stuff went down in 87, the beginning of 88. And you'll notice that the first of these vortexes is the last to close. See, this is the injunction, will the first be the last. John may have been talking about the papal succession, the male succession of the popes, like St. Malachi also where uh, Francis is the last of the male succession of popes. I believe that Mary Magdalene is still alive. She is in a, uh, a mountain in the, the Pyrenees. I don't know the exact location. No, I, I really, really don't. Uh, she is sleeping there in a state of suspended animation in a protective wave field that some people call the golden fleece. I believe when there's enough love manifested on this planet, she will wake. She is the original sleeping beauty, not unlike the beauty that has slept within each and every one of us. She will awake, she will walk to Rome and Peter will give her the keys to the Holy See because she should have been the first Pope anyway. Anyway, that's another story. It's a really nice one, isn't it? Painted Desert in Arizona started its opening cycle in 88. You see that the first to open is the last to close. And it's very interesting, Alan, that a lot of remote viewers and psychic mediums are getting 2042, the years 2042 and 2047. And just like, remember in the old days, uh, there was seemed to be a firewall. People couldn't, a lot of remote viewers couldn't get past 2012. Well, it's the same thing. A lot of people are telling me that they're seeing 2042 in their sessions, something about 2042 and 2047. That's when these primary vortices and their closing cycle will the first be the last. The first to open, the last to close.
1: Ooh, what does it mean for these vortexes to be open? How does that affect us?
2: Okay, what we're experiencing now, because of this interdim, this lineup, this um, this alignment of interdimensional stargates, for this higher frequency, this higher dimensional frequency, for these infusions to come into the earth and through us, raising our frequency, enabling us. And the Earth to ascend, they these frequencies from the stellar bridge from these interdimensional stargates have to come through the chakras. That's their entrance points into the planet and into our bodies, Alan. That's why they have to be open and stay open, as scheduled. And they they have to close on schedule too. That's what we're going to talk about now. Okay. So, painted desert is the first one. Then Jerusalem, Israel. Interestingly enough, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Israel has a lot to do with controlling the emotional body of the planet. Just like our second dimensional emotional bodies are really the control grid. Each three dimensional, what we call huva body or spherical electromagnetic domains that hold three dimensions of our consciousness seem to be controlled by the middle dimension. So if you understand this more fully, Jerusalem, Israel has a lot to do with the emotional body of the planet. This is why it's so sought after. This is why it's been, a, it's been, it's been this prized location, the real estate itself, not just of all the major religions all throughout time Jerusalem, Israel has been sought after because if you have control of that real estate, you have control of the frequency seals, what goes in to the earth, what is allowed to go into the earth to raise the frequency, the consciousness of the earth and everybody on it. Jerusalem, Israel started its opening cycle in 1992. And by 1996, the chakra was fully open and to answer your question fully, to receive the frequencies coming in through the stellar bridge, which is that a lineup alignment of interdimensional stargates. Oh, can everybody hear that alarm? I need to turn this off. Hold on a second. Ponder this for a moment.
1: It wasn't that loud, Phil. Um, we're waiting for Phil Gruber to okay, return. okay.
2: Okay, now now remember these are the these are the major Uh, chakras on the planet. They relate to our chakras and they need to be fully open to receive the frequencies coming in from the higher dimensions through the central suns of all these higher dimensional universes. first our sun. Our sun is a very powerful and important stargate, fourth dimensional stargate. All planets and all suns have at their cores stargates. Okay, So you have the Painted Desert, Jerusalem, Israel, Third, Himalayan mountains in Asia. I believe it's in the Kunlun mountain range, north of Tibet. Started its opening cycle in 1996, fully opened in 2000. And here's the thing, they've got to open. A lot of groups come to these locations and they come to help and they do help because they know what to do to help these frequency seals to, to, to open. Some groups Some groups come to help and they hurt because they don't know what they're doing. And they're putting, let's say uh, codes into these vortexes that with all the best intentions, stop them from opening or inhibit their opening. A lot of groups come to hurt and they help because they don't know what they're doing. But a lot of groups, it's always a cat and mouse game when these are opening and closing for groups to come in that are guided by whoever, to help or to hurt. It's got to be understood and it's got to be acknowledged that there is consciousness out there, digressive consciousness, that does not want this stellar bridge cycle, this stellar activation cycle to commence and and to work. That's because there are many, many agendas going on. There are three primary agendas. I think we'll talk about this uh, at the next uh, summit. I would like to talk very much about the major agendas on the planet and the reasons for contact, but just know, that we're all chosen for contact. About 90% of all human contactees and abductees are unknowingly members of one of three hybrid uh, human races. And we'll get into that in more detail. But today, I really wanted to talk about a larger picture of why we're being contacted, why we're, it's important to remember why we're here, what our mission is on this planet since we did ask to be here at this particular time and in this particular world. Now, when Giza opened, I remember a lot of groups. I think, Alan, you were there around this time. Uh, 99, 2000, I went with uh, Trisha and Duncan Cameron. I think it was what, 90? uh, I I think 92. I think it was ninety 92, 93. Okay, because remember all these. Um, that's when. That's the first time you went.
1: I was there in ninety one for the 888 eight 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 ninety eight ninety one right. activation. Yeah.
2: Alan's always ahead of his time. <laughs> Thanks, so. Phil. So, no,
1: the people were going there because there were being felt activations at Giza in that early ninety period. So lots of groups were. That's
2: group. right. And just like our shockers are connected, you can go to these sites and also remote sites and, 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 and participate in this cycle. You don't have to be at the Painted Desert. You can be in Sedona, you can be in Scottsdale, you can be halfway around the world. All these shockers have sites that they're paired with and it's gonna be very, very important in a couple of minutes. Now, when Giza opened, I remember a lot of groups are going out there in 99, 2000, when Giza opened, the Stellar Bridge really locked in and anchored. It can't be stopped now. So 2000 was when the fourth of the seven seals opened. Then you had Machu Picchu. Interestingly enough, in June of 2004, there was a Venus transit on that weekend in uh, 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 early June in 2004. Now, there are sites, like I said, that are paired with these major vortexes. The site on the planet that's paired with Machu Picchu is the Vatican in Rome. And I know for a fact that on the weekends of that Venus transit in 2004, you had Bush, many of his top advisors, many of the so-called elite children of the Black Sun, Bilderbergers, whatever you wanna call them, were meeting at a site outside of Rome. My personal theory is that they were pulsing magnetic pulses from Rome to Machu Picchu to inhibit the opening of the vortex. Now, if the vortex doesn't open, here's the thing. If the vortex doesn't open and the frequencies frequencies are still coming in through the stellar bridge and the chakras aren't open to receive these frequencies and circulate them through the earth and through our bodies, what you have instead of expansion, you have compaction the frequencies are hitting those seals, the seals aren't opening and it causes massive compaction. What the earth has to do is to start to fracture. Even when they're circulating through the earth grids, if it hits a block, a big karmic block or something like that, if it's any kind of blockage, or electromagnetic block. It's just gonna build, 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 build. What the planet has to do is fracture itself to allow the energy to keep moving. But as a result of that fracturing, you have these subduction zones, tectonic fracturing. And that's one of the major causes of these earth changes that we're experiencing now is the energy has to keep circulating. So it's interesting, I think a lot of the work that we and other groups were doing was intercepting that magnetic pulse. So Machu Picchu opened. Then the Caucasus Mountains in Russia, 2008. And then the Andes Mountains, Lake Titicaca in 2012. Now, as you can see, we're almost, we're done now with the opening cycle. All the chakras on the planet are open to the greatest extent. Sure, there are some cords in there that have to be uh, cleared, just like we have our shadow bodies that are really a a complex, a collective of unresolved personality fragments, the planet has one too. And there are still some cords that that need to be taken out so the chakras can really work at full function, which is probably another conversation, but one that's very, very important to have at one one time. Now we're in the closing cycles. So you see, it's important that they opened on time, stayed open, just as importantly, they begin to close and they need to fully close. Because if the energy is still coming in, the frequency, the higher consciousness is coming in and they don't close on time, it's gonna be too much. The earth can't handle it, our bodies can't handle it. And we start to go through all these changes that you don't wanna go through, basically. In the human body, the DNA, when too much frequency comes in that the body can't handle or expand to, the DNA itself will start to fragment. I've seen this happen. You know, I I know a lot of people are experiencing migraines now, uh, cluster headaches. Well, the cranial vault is meant to expand. The sutures in the cranium are meant to expand to accommodate a much larger brain a much larger brain. When that doesn't happen, you have compaction instead, and then it will result at on the physical level. Sure, it will affect your mental body. It will affect your emotional body, but on the physical body, all that compaction can be precursors to strokes, embolisms, these types of things, the very least cluster headaches. So. And migraines. So they all, and it's interesting, will the first be the last? The reason that the seventh vortex has to begin its closing cycle, it's the frequency sealed. Chakras always need to stay open. If someone says to you, your heart chakra is closed, you might as well make your will right now, or you shouldn't have made your will sooner. None of the chakras are closed, but the access to it, the regulatory mechanism of the chakra is cycling energy up and down the dimensional scale. If that's somehow Uh, compromised, it's not that the chakras are closed, but the access to it is really um, is closed to one extent. So the reason that the Andes Lake Titicaca had to close first, because the higher dimensional frequencies are coming through, we are very easy to handle the first three, even the first four that handle dimensional energies, one, two, three, four, and five because we're working on those DNA strands now anyway. When you get to the higher dimensional frequencies that are coming through the Pleiades, through through Sirius, through Arcturus, and those people that had the DNA activated to those higher levels, will be getting information in from those higher dimensions and those higher aspects of ourselves. Yes, the question was put to me, am I an angel? Yes, you're an angel. You're an earth angel. Yes, you have simultaneous identities here in a three-dimensional universe. I think when a lot of people talk about past lives, it's true that many people may have past lives, but if you've come from the future, remember each angel in this next higher universe sends down, projects 12 parts of itself into the next lower harmonic universe, which is ours and different time space locations, different coordinates are chosen. So those other 11 are members of your incarnational or soul family. They're not our past lives. They may live in the past, but they are simultaneous separate identities that just happen to have chosen past times. If you have another self or an identity that's part of your incarnational family or soul family, to them, we may be their higher selves. You know, you understand when, when the angels have past life therapy, who do you, when they're on the couch, when they're on their semi-etheric couches, having past life therapies, um, who do you think they're contacting to make more sense of their lives in the future? They're contacting us because the truth is the angels, the archangels, the avatars, the rishis, the masters, they're all higher and higher future parts of ourselves. Well, not the ascended masters. They I didn't- are involved. The
1: I didn't think angels had lives, Pavel. I thought they were all n- not incarnate souls.
2: Oh, they do. They have lives. They have. I've I've met your angelic self, and it's still a six floor walk up. It's just a very it's a semi etheric futon that's sitting in your living we room. We all have
1: angelic parts of ourselves, but there are angels that
2: don't incarnate, right? I mean, just- there are angels. Yes, you can choose to stay where you are or you can come down here because of a contract to wanting to be of service. I think all of us did, Alan. I think most of people listening now, we've come from the future and we've come to help now during this ascension cycle. Earth is a wonderful, beautiful planet to visit. A lot of times we come here for R&R. If you want really good Italian food or French cuisine, I mean, just a lot of great chefs haven't ascended yet. So if you want that kind of food, you will come down here for R&R, but the fact is, Uh, Seriously speaking, that all of us come down here because we want to be of service. We want to be of sincere, dedicated service to ourselves and to the world. So since we've come from the future, I have no, personally, I have no feeling about past lives. I have kind of the opposite of deja vu. I kind of remember people that I've known in the future. Because the more you're connected with your future selves, the more that's gonna be evident even in your day-to-day lives. So, So it's not so much a matter of past lives, it's simultaneous identities. And yes, now it's true. We do have identities that you can consider angelic, archangelic, avatar. We do have all those parts. And the evolutionary path of human consciousness is to expand is to bring that consciousness into us and expand with that. That's what evolution is all about. That's the true evolutionary path of human consciousness and what ascension is. And all the higher teachings teach us how to do that, okay? So let me just finish with this part. And then we'll- You, get you have about
1: seven minutes left, Phil. Well,
2: that's really good news to me because I am just completely like a, but I okay. love it. Go love for it. it, go for it. And thank you so much, Neil. Thank you everyone. Thank you everyone from Portal to Ascension. Portal to Ascension is a true energetic consciousness portal to Ascension. It's important that we understand that. It's not just the PTA, it's not just the Parent Teachers Association. Well, it is in a way. We all are parents to each other and we all are children to each other too. And it's very important that the parents and the children come together. Our our generation, we had no real role models You know, not like our children do now, especially those of us that have children and grandchildren. We need to be mentors to them. At least we have a frame of reference to understand what's happening now, what contact is, why contact is happening, why people are chosen for contact, what kind of agendas are out there. So you see the the seventh of the chakras. the first to close because it handles the highest frequency if this wasn't closing on time you'd have too much frequency on coming into the earth circulating through the earth and through our bodies that it couldn't handle too much energetic compaction see it's just as important that they close on time as they open on time they had to open on time stay open become as fully open as they could be by these dates more or less and then they start their closing cycle. And as you can see, the last to close is twenty between 2042 and 2047. And this is why we're getting a lot of those dates in remote viewing, psychic mediums, in contact experience. They're telling us we really got to get our stuff together by 2042, 2047, because that's when the cycle ends. And if we haven't accomplished what we really need to accomplish, then we wait a whole nother 26,000 years. That's important to understand. And also it's important to understand a lot of us are getting contact because we need to understand the connection between earth and its parallel. Uh, we live in a time matrix and there is a parallel time matrix. And the, the mechanism that regulates consciousness flowing between both universes, there is a parallel earth and there's parallel us's either. Uh, There are parallel us's there. Just like our chakras up and down, the vertical mechanism regulates the flow of consciousness up and down the dimensional scale, there is a horizontal regulatory mechanism. And that's the front and back cones of the chakras regulate the cycling of consciousness between us and our parallel universe. Our universe is magnetically based, theirs is electric, ours is particle, theirs is antiparticle, ours matter, theirs is antimatter. And that mechanism regulates the exchange and the flow of consciousness back and forth. We're always flashing on and off between us and our parallel selves. That may be another conversation, but here's the key. What we have been told and what many people have been told throughout time and in contact experience is that yes, there is a parallel reality, a parallel earth in which it is already, it runs a few years ahead of ours, in which it is already under a form of draconian, insectoid, uh, one world order. And what usually manifests on parallel earth manifests on our earth. The good news is that doesn't have to manifest on our earth. The reason it does manifest on our earth, because the condition of karma Manifested by what we call miasms. What miasms actually are is a buildup of anti particles, anti matter, electrical consciousness in our magnetic particle matter world. So understand this. So if our parallel reality, if parallel Earth is already under a form of draconian insectoid, whatever, one world order, when we create karma on an individual or collective scale, we mess with that mechanism that cycles consciousness, right? And we have a buildup of not just antimatter, antiparticles, a buildup of parallel earth consciousness in our earth. And this is why you see the infrastructure of this one world order manifesting here. Of course, there's a lot of other explanations and there's a lot of facets to this, like for example, the um the force matrix transplant of draconian consciousness into human consciousness. Well, that used to be accomplished and a lot of contact and abduction experience was to mine a recessive gene. Especially in races that we call a hybrid race called the belly Kudim, a Ruby Sun race. Most of abductees. The reason, the rationale for their abductions were to harvest this recessive gene that allows a draconian consciousness to take over a human conscious. But now there are, technology is at a point where there are genetic windows of infiltration. So make that what you will. The good news is that we're beginning to awaken to who we are, why we're here, what our purpose was, is, and still is, always was. Remember life streamed into this time matrix 950 billion years ago. And that was simply the last time that life was allowed to stream into our time matrix to re-begin the process of evolution by the elder, the founders, races, who knows how many 950 billion year cycles there have been. And that was, and that, that original Emerald Covenant, that original co-creation agreement between the Founders' races, it's been restated many, many, many times. The coming of the Indigos is another restatement of that old, old, very, very special covenant. Our purpose here is to be custodians and guardians of the interplanetary Templar, the Earth Stargates, because the Earth Stargates give you access to the interdimensional Stargates. Contact is all about trying to help us least pro-human contact, which there is a lot, trying to help us understand what our purpose is here. The fact that we are here implies that there is a purpose and there are higher purposes. This is the reason through portal of ascension, through new realities, this is all bringing us together because we need support now, like we've never needed it before. And there is all the support we need. We also need to, to start learning how to think correctly. So we stop creating the karma and the earth collective karma, that's going to inhibit that mechanism that cycles consciousness between us and parallel earth. We need to be sovereign to ourselves. We need to to be empowered and we need to learn certain truths about ourselves that will really help, help us to fulfill these, the reasons that we were created. We were created as a guardian race. We were created to help the races that had fallen into digression. It's amazing that we even made it here, some, some souls don't make it here if we feel we chose, choose our mothers, our parents, but if we feel that they haven't gotten the levels of expansion they need to birth us without any handicaps, we will turn back and we will go back to where we came from. Here on the earth, it's manifested as stillbirths, miscarriages, abortions, but realize as tragic as these events are, they're orchestrated at the higher levels. We're all meant to be here at this time. And when we come into fetal integration, we pass through the earth's stargate, the halls, the flame of Amenti, and we leave imprints of our DNA. This I believe was the mission of many of the great avatars and Buddhas as they come into incarnation, as they pass through the Earth's core, they leave an imprint of their DNA. Now, I think with the coming of the indigos, and every time we birth here on the Earth, we've left an imprint of our DNA at the planetary core. So now, all incoming souls have the same genetic potential we have. To okay, one final to one word, Phil. And final word? One final word is, is Alan, I... I, I I love you. No. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. No, really. One final word is that we are feathers in each other's wings. We are feathers in each other's wings, helping all of us keep us aloft. You know, and our path is the path of freedom, and our path is the path of grace. We need to be able to talk about contact. We need to be able to communicate with ourselves and each other. Okay. Mm. We need to learn the postures of love. Well, the true power yeah. and the real power, the enormous power of forgiveness, gratitude, grace, responsibility, integrity, impeccability now and forever. Good. Thank Just you.
1: unshare your screen for a second, Phil. Yeah. Such uh, a great
0: presentation, brother.
1: Thank you, Phil. Thank you for, you know, years and years of study. You should see Phil's book collection. This just doesn't pour out of his mouth, it pours into his head so it can pour out of yep. his mouth. Like You've been a student longer than Neil's been alive.
0: <laughs> true that. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, I love was how you-
2: Old man the other day.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway, what's that Neil? What you I saying? just said,
0: I love that, that ending, feathers in each other's wings. That's so beautiful. That's so yeah, true, we are. Mm-hmm, me too.
2: And, right. I think and I'll, I'll make a know.
0: poem and uh, dedicate it to you. It'll be called Feathers in Each Other's Wings.
2: Yeah, right. you can have it, man. You can have it. You can have all the rights to it. Thank you. Joan and but, Bridget, it's great, it's great seeing all of you. I really just, but, it just but, warms the cockles of my heart. What can I say? <laughs> your family.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: when is Phil going to be back on
1: Porto? Um,
0: you're going to yeah. be on. The Ascension Conference in April, 15, 16, 17. It's a free event, and then oh, on March 26, he's going to be on the Extraterrestrial Races, Planets, and Technology event.
2: Well, that's great. a good yeah. one. Yeah. we looking great, forward great. to that one. So I just want to thank you again, and thank all my fellow speakers. We are, we are speakers. We are, we are speaking for the collective. Until the collective catches up to us, we are speaking for the collective. And we have a big responsibility. Don't we, Joan, Bridget, Alan? We really do. And this is why we have to really clean up our our, our acts. You know, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, I think. Whatever is residual left, karma, miasmic content, now it's more important than ever that we really understand the true nature and the power of our thoughts. Thank you. And every thought is gonna manifest in our lives and our hologram. Oh, there it is, making contact. Yes. There. I can't find my copy anymore. That's
1: okay. There he is. Phil Gruber on Portal to Ascension with Mary Magdalene. I forgot about this
0: one. This is the day after the extraterrestrial awareness event. He's doing Phil's doing his solo webinar. Mary Magdalene, Daughter of Zion, Resurrection of Eve.
2: Well, this is wow. a really good one. I really like this one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We'll talk great. soon. Don't Sounds be a stranger. Great.
1: Thank you, Phil. Okay. That was wonderful. Love you, brother. Thank See you. Later. Love you, too.